Between Comedy Time podcast. I'm Aaron Sorrells. And I'm Ryan Atkinson. Our guest today is me. That's right, we're interviewing Aaron Sorrells. He's also known as the Unemployed Alcoholic. Aaron is a native of West Michigan, the Big Rapids area, and now finds himself in beautiful downtown Grand Rapids, where he lives with his lovely wife, Renee, and works as the Unemployed Alcoholic. Yeah, I'm actually a recovering alcoholic. I'm now three years sober. Next man is with just two cheat days a week. Oh, man. That is still one of the funniest bits that I hear you do. Uh, Aaron, thank you so much for being on the show today. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for having me, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. Aaron and I are so glad that you could be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, as we go through our a list of comics and so on, uh, people who have appeared on our shows, it uh, has occurred to us, uh, hey, we're on the show too. So today right. we're interviewing Aaron. We're going to talk to him about the good, the bad, and the funny. Thanks, yeah. It raises some questions, the unemployed alcoholic thing, yeah. Yeah. People wonder how that happened. Uh, it was easy. <laughs> I was unemployed. I was an alcoholic. So I started doing comedy. Just like that, I went from being an unemployed alcoholic to the unemployed alcoholic. So let's get that elephant in the room out of the way, right out of the way. So who is the unemployed alcoholic and why? <laughs> well, that is the question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, that wasn't something that I was planning on, uh, for sure. What? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It came out of a little bit of a surprise. You know, I was, uh, just living life, uh, enjoying some booze a little bit too much and, uh, it started getting painful. Uh, started turning into a problem, started dominating all of my decisions. And uh, I knew I had to do something about it, but I also knew that every time I had tried, I had failed. Uh, alcohol just had a complete and total uh, stranglehold on me. So I ended up uh, resigning from a, a pretty good job and threw myself into a recovery program, uh, threw myself into a good church and uh, started the recovery process, the rebuilding process the restoration process and uh how long has that been now uh that's been uh well boy uh not quite four years yet uh mm -hmm. but, but uh three and a half solid years what was the part of this that made you say well as part of my recovery process i need to put stand-up comedy into the mix well uh actually my wife renee and i were uh, walking around downtown Grand Rapids after about a year of me being unemployed, I had I had looked everywhere. I had knocked on hundreds of doors, uh, entry level stuff through executive level stuff, and just wasn't able to find anything that stuck. I wasn't able to get any traction. Uh, so in kind of a miserable time, or what should have been a miserable time, Renee and I are walking around downtown Grand Rapids, and we're just laughing together. And that laughter just, you know, it was just so soothing to my soul. It was just so healing and so good and so needed that in a time of pressure and tension to have some laughter, it, it was great. And it got me thinking, Hey, maybe I should do comedy. 
Of course. <laughs> right, right. And I looked online to find any opportunities and Laugh Fest uh, was coming in town. And it was uh, it was the last day possible to avo- to apply for a spot. I applied for a spot. I, I, As you are familiar with, I got put on the First Timer Showcase, which was a wonderful, wonderful show. Still to this date, one of the best shows I've ever done. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the rest is, uh, well, a long, <laughs> painful journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's where we met is at that first timer showcase a few years ago, uh, at laugh fest. I, you know, I can remember that night. I can remember seeing you. We chatted a little bit beforehand. I watched oh. your set. You had a good set. I had a good set and, uh, we said, Hey, let's, let's do this thing as partners. So. Here we are. We had a few lunches uh, after that before we uh, <laughs> rolled out the whole partnership thing. But yeah, that that was uh, that was you know, roughly how it how it happened. Yeah, that's that's true. We did. Uh, you, you and I met there, and then really had some lunches and developed a friendship, and then decided, hey, let's let's team up and tackle this ta- comedy thing together. For what it's worth, um, my side of of that is just you know it's always good to have. Um, you know, a buddy, uh, you know, they always tell you, you know, don't, don't go swimming alone. Um, and getting into comedy for me was something that, you know, I'd always wanted to do, um, had done some, you know, radio and done done some other things and, uh, ended up in comedy here and there, but never really tried it. And so to go forward in an intentional way to have a buddy there, uh, for, to bounce things off of, to help with accountability for, well, what are we doing to move this forward? What do we want to do? How do we want to do it? Um, that that's been irreplaceable for me. That's the part that's meant, uh, so much to me in, in our mutual pursuit of comedy and then to develop the partnership and clean comedy time out of it has been terrific. So I thank you for that. I'm, I'm so glad that we did that. Well, and I will throw that right back at you. I'll echo that. And say that, yeah, it's been uh, much like swimming in deep waters. Uh, you don't want to be alone. You want to have a buddy system in place. And uh, you've been a great buddy, Brian. Oh, oh shucks. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I did. I just mentioned this kind of comedy is something I'd always wanted to do. But it, the story that you just told about you and Renee walking along, you just seemed to have a little epiphany of maybe I should do comedy. Was there a a journey before that where you were watching comedy or listening to comedy and thinking to yourself as a younger, uh, younger version of Aaron that, Hey, that's what I really want to do. Was there ever any of that? Well, I've always, uh, enjoyed laughter. I've always, uh, you know, enjoyed that process of hanging out with people and connecting and, and laughing, you know, that's, that's always been a part of who I was, but never in my wildest did I figure that I was going to be on stage uh, doing comedy. That was uh, just so far from the realm of reality. Uh, Mm. You know, it's definitely not anything that I would have put plans in place for. It just, uh, it's almost like that rock rolled down the hill by itself, you know? (laughs) Now that said though, um, about, about six months before I ended up uh, having that epiphany of, hey, maybe I should do a comedy. I did see a comedian named Michael Jr. I uh, saw him at the Global Leadership Summit out of Willow Creek Church. And mm-hmm. uh, and he was there performing. And he, he did comedy, but then he explained comedy with a purpose. And that really resonated with me. That kind of gelled. And I didn't really know it at the time, but that planted the seed for me to then do comedy as the unemployed alcoholic, where I help people laugh 
while highlighting recovery and faith. So it's definitely the purpose behind the comedy. One of my most powerful memories of us uh, first meeting and then you telling me about the work that you were doing uh, is you telling me about how your brand, the unemployed alcoholic, was being received that uh, you could hand out a business card and that's usually a you know, kind of a blow off type of introduction, but for you, it, it got you a foot in the door into a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. When I hand out a business card that says the unemployed alcoholic, it always gets a smile and always gets a chuckle and it always gets a question. And from a marketing standpoint or from a networking standpoint, or even from just a conversation standpoint, if you can trigger in somebody an inquisitive nature, if you can uh, encourage somebody to ask a question, then they're going to pay a lot more attention to the answer. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and no. that all started, you know, I, I I didn't decide, hey, I'm going to start a business uh, and call myself the unemployed alcoholic. I started by saying, hey, I want to do comedy. And there was a punchline in my first set where I said, so I'm an unemployed alcoholic. Uh, and and that got a big laugh. And also I, I had mentioned uh, Michael Jr., through complete coincidence, uh, I ended up meeting Michael Jr. Uh, about a week before I did comedy. And uh, we were in the car uh, chatting, and, uh, and I mentioned to him that I'm an unemployed alcoholic, and, it, and, it, and I got a big laugh out of him. You know, he, he really enjoyed it and connected with it. And, and between that and just a handful of other things, it's almost like uh, that brand picked me as opposed to the other way around. Sure. Uh, you got to go back to that a little. <laughs> you went from, I, I met Michael Jr. about a week before I started comedy. So we were in the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how you meet people, but go ahead. No, that's, that's true. And, um, you know, a friend of mine uses the phrase, uh, a turtle on a fence post. And that's a saying to say, if, you, if you're walking through a field and you see a turtle on a fence post, you know that that turtle didn't just get there. Somebody put that turtle on that fence post. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I had a number of turtle on a fence post uh, situations uh, leading up to the first time doing comedy. One of those was meeting Michael Jr. Uh, you know, like I said, he had kind of influenced me. I saw him perform in front of 450,000 people globally. And then, uh, you know, eight months later, uh, he's in the backseat of my car and I'm driving him to a show. Uh, one of my friends had contacted me and said, hey, would you do me a huge favor and pick up uh, Michael Jr. and drive him to this uh, to this show? And of course, I was willing and able. And sure, a week before I'm going to do comedy for the first time, I'll meet one of my comedy uh, icons. You know, and that's great. What about when you were younger, when you were a kid? Uh, what What was the source of laughter for you then? Well, I was uh, I was a pretty quiet but rebellious uh, kid, and and again, I I would always uh, enjoy laughing. Um, the the source of laughter, I guess, was the same thing uh, every young man's source of laughter is. You know, if somebody got hit in the nuts with the skateboard, I was on the floor rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm rolling on the floor now, just <laughs> from saying, yeah, like oh, that's a great mental picture. Yeah, that's really funny. I feel terrible for, for that uh, person. And, and that, that fictitious person, uh, yeah. your, your empathy yeah. is overflowing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's unusual for me, but I'll, I'll, it, we'll take it while I'm, while I've got it. 
So as you've built this brand, The Unemployed Alcoholic, and uh, I know that uh, Renee, your lovely wife, is uh, able to work uh, here in Grand Rapids, uh, but you've been unemployed. Uh, what does that mean for you and being able to do comedy and uh, you know your, your marriage and, and all that comes out of that? <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's a good question cuz yeah, this uh this thing that I've started doing here as the unemployed alcoholic, it's it's one part uh, hobby, it's one part ministry, and uh, of course it's uh one part entrepreneurial venture, you know, it's something that I'm looking to build into a business, you know, and and uh that's it. All of those things are expensive and come with not much income. You know, we're I'm I'm building and I'm investing in this. And and that's been uh that's been interesting. That's been difficult at times. Uh that's required sacrifice. Uh my wife and I, you know, we effectively our income cut in half or about half when when I left that job and and our plan was to replace that and you know, it, it didn't work out that way. And, uh, that's okay with both of us. We've had to make some sacrifices, uh, like, um, you know, we went from two vehicles to one vehicle that's paid off and has, uh, no collision insurance on it. You know, we've, we moved, we moved from a fancy, uh, condo on, uh, you know, by the river in a, in a nice development to a little, little house on the West side. And we like the West side, but it's, uh, definitely not as fancy. No, no, definitely not. Uh, actually, uh, we've got a clip about you moving, so uh, let me play that. So we moved, and uh, I posted on Facebook that I was looking for some help. <laughs> One person from Chicago clicked like. <laughs> a friend of mine uh, from church called me up about a week beforehand, and he said, God put you on my heart. I feel like I need to reach out and see if you need anything. I said, great, I'm moving. <laughs> we got disconnected and he did not call me back. <laughs> I got a holy ghost in his what happened. <laughs> uh, wordplay of uh, getting a holy ghost, it always gets me. Everything that uh, <laughs> uh, some of the previous bits that we shared uh uh two cheat days a week uh and getting holy ghosted uh, <laughs> that just uh is the comedy of my heart uh, so other people it, it gets me my favorite part about that bit or my favorite memory uh surrounding that is the first time that you heard me do that on stage yep. and uh and I got off stage and uh, walked over to you and we were, and I was kind of laughing a little bit still and you looked at me and you go I helped you move. <laughs> you, you felt so slighted that I make this big joke about how nobody helped me move. Meanwhile, you're sitting in the audience and you helped me move. <laughs> I think I was still sweating. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was kind of a tough move. <laughs> uh, as all, you know, moves go, you pick the hottest day of the year. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you try to get people over there to help you, but hardly anybody shows up. And, but I remember, uh, I mean, Renee, your wife was there and, um, one or both of your daughters were there as well. And we were just hauling stuff down the hall and around the corner and down the freight elevator and through the back way. And, and then we go back up and do it again. And, uh, 
Yeah, and then, you, you and I were definitely the muscle, and uh, oh. you know we're we're not exactly in the prime of our lives. <laughs> we're not, no. <laughs> but I do. I feel good that uh, we got that one couch. <laughs> pivot, pivot. <laughs> oh, we were totally pivot. <laughs> friends thing, but it was just. It was like, there's no way we're getting that thing in here. And I'm going, yes, we're getting this in here. We just got to turn it this way. And that way, and all of a sudden, like a bar of soap just <laughs> popped right in. And like, oh, there you I go. Was, I was ready to catch the thing on fire again. Uh, a buddy <laughs> system is an important thing. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let me take a little break. And when we come back, uh, we will talk a little bit more about what's going well and uh, what Aaron's struggling with these days. Well, the time has come on our little podcast to take a break, but we'll be right back. Be sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts so it's easier for people to find us and like us on all your podcast favorites. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Clean Comedy Time podcast. I'm Brian Atkinson, and our special guest this week is our very own Aaron Sorrells, the unemployed alcoholic. Aaron, thanks again for being here. Thanks again for having me, Brian. <laughs> uh, as uh, we've been talking about the funny in our good, bad, and funny uh, progress here, uh, we talked about the origins of what it means to be the unemployed alcoholic and uh, some of the comedy that you've written that all seems to be based on what's really going on in your life at any particular moment. Uh, so let's talk about what's going well. Here we are several uh, months. It, it feels like years into a, a, a stay at home or a stay safe uh, period. And um, I know that uh, you and Renee are both uh, at home, but uh, we're, some things are opening up, some things are not. So what's, what's going well for you right now? Boy, it it does seem like a long time ago that uh, the world was pre-COVID and we could just bounce around and do comedy whenever we want. You know, just listening to those clips, it's like, oh, oh, that's right. We used to stand in rooms full of people and everybody would laugh together. That was a lot of yeah, fun. <laughs> it was. Yeah, but, you know, when the world changed, uh, I, I and actually we pivoted a little bit. You know, we started... Uh, because we weren't able to do shows, uh, we poured more resources into the podcasts, uh, this one included, and uh, it's been going really well. Um, and the, started a new podcast. Yeah, yeah. I have a new podcast as well. I have a quick chat with the unemployed alcoholic, and that's, uh, that's uh, a one-on-one -on -one chat. It's a one-on-one -on -one interview uh, where I get to talk with people and just ask them who they are, what's going well, and uh, what they might be struggling with. Might, that sounds the, familiar. The format <laughs> might sound a little familiar, yeah. yeah. But, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not entirely focused on comedy. You know, I have guests on that right. that uh, from all walks of life, you know. But uh, that one's just getting started, and I'm happy about that. You know, that I think that fills a need right now of mm -hmm. having some genuine conversation with people. But then again, yeah. this this podcast here, this is going really well. This this podcast is being very well received out out in the out in the world. Uh, there's a lot of people listening to it. Um, yep. There's, uh, um, you know, it's it's showing up. And when you look at like Apple Podcast and that, uh, you can find it. You know, and I, I did some research. There's over a million podcasts now, and somehow in the mix of that, our our little podcast here is 
getting some attention and getting some listeners. So that's, that's really encouraging to me to, to see, cause it's, it's important. It's, uh, you know, we pour our hearts into something. And yeah, then... I think be even more encouraged if more people wrote five star reviews and, uh, and talked about how much they love the podcast on Apple podcast, because that would help people find us and, uh, and make it easier for, for others to discover our podcast. We we already passed the commercial section, didn't we? Oh, I'm sorry. Was that, was that too heavy handed? <laughs> I, can, I can edit that out if I if I need to. I, I don't feel that it was heavy handed enough. Let me just reinforce that I get depressed when I don't see five star refu- reviews. <laughs> oh there, yeah, there we go. There it is. Now it's du- we double double dip the heavy handedness. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah you you were telling me the other day that uh, you had. Uh, looked into uh, just how easy is it to find us when you do a search for clean comedy. Yeah. And, and we yeah. show up in the top five right we there. We are. Yeah. We're, we're right there at the top of the list when you search for clean comedy in Apple podcasts. So that's, that's incredible again, cause that's a, that's a space that there's a lot of competition for. So we were uh, talking about the stats the other day and just looking at, uh, um, where we're getting listeners, uh, how, how people are listening. Israel, right? We, we gotta... I, I got to do a little shout out to my friend Tuvia in Jerusalem, uh, who messaged me the other day, told me he uh, just discovered it and was binging his way through all of it. So uh, hopefully I get him to do a review. There you go. If you're listening. Tuvia, let me just say this is now the fourth request uh, overall <laughs> to this podcast. We like reviews, so please do reviews. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've got, uh, listeners in, uh, the UK, we've got listeners in Canada, uh, uh, now Israel. And of course, uh, here in the U S uh, mo- most of our listeners are in the U S uh, Australia too. I saw in there. Yeah. We've got a, a good break, uh, of demographics of, uh, different, uh, genders, including non-binary. We've got ages, uh, across the board, uh, uh, primarily kind of your age, my age, um, but uh, lots of representation in, in other age groups. So, yeah, it's it's really nice. And we've made, a you know, a, a little bit of money with the, the commercial that, uh, that we just played a minute ago. Um, so, yeah, I, I would agree with you that I think it's going really well. Uh, I'm glad you think so, too. What, what else is going well for you? Oh, um, let's see. Renee and I are coming up on our 26th wedding anniversary. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, to celebrate our 25th anniversary, we went out West on a big backpacking trip. And how many days of togetherness without a shower was that? Uh, let's see. That was, uh, I want to say it's, I've got a bit on it, (laughs) which I know you're (laughs) referencing. Uh, I can't remember it at this point. I think it was like 20, 23, 24 days, something like that. We, Sure. We drove over 5,000 miles. I know that. We hiked like 117 miles. Right. Uh, and, and yeah, we took three showers during that whole time. So. Oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I'm just not wired like that. I did a lot of camping as a kid and everything, and uh, I just just can't do that anymore. So I admire you guys for being able to do that and uh, um, and manage to uh, stay sane while, while you're doing it. I, I, I really admire you. Well, we just uh, we just got back from a uh, uh, what was supposed to be a sixty mile backpacking trip through the Upper Peninsula, and uh, we got two days into it, and it was just miserable. Uh, the trail wasn't kept well. There were way too many bugs. It was over ninety degrees. Oh. 
the oh. water sources were dried up. It was, yeah. it was a brutal trip. And then uh, there was a small knee injury, um, not anything super dramatic, but definitely too much to head out into the wilderness where there's no self-service, no nothing. So oh. we ended up... Which of you got a knee injury? Well, uh, Renee got a, a small knee injury, and uh, she's, again, she's all right. Uh, but uh, But it, again, it was enough for us to stop. Yeah. And so we traded in the rest of that to uh, what we called waterfall hunting, uh, where we would drive around and find right. waterfalls and look at them. And we also were able to squeeze in a, a couple's massage at this kind of posh little four room <laughs> resort up on Lake Superior uh, wow. called, called the castle. It was, it was really Fancy. cool. Yeah. Was- yeah. We're, so we're either going to, you know, eat out of a plastic bag in the woods carrying a tent on our back, or we're going to go to a posh resort. Welcome back. We've talked about what's going well for you, Aaron. I'm glad to hear that uh, Renee's knee is really okay, that you guys are able to get away and do some things. Podcast, uh, your new one is going well, as as well as the Clean Comedy Time podcast here. Um, So as we do... What are you struggling with? What's not going so well right now? This COVID thing is lasting a long time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, I I just, I don't know quite how to (laughs) respond or plan my way through it. Uh, I've I've come up with a couple of uh, plans, you know, and... And then they just end up getting altered again. And and now we're here at a point where, you know, cases are going way up again. Um, mm-hmm. And, but more concerning than that, now the, the death toll is going back up. I had, right. I kind of flipped into this little mindset of, well, maybe something's changed and maybe, mm-hmm. maybe this disease is different now to where it's not killing as many people and the increase in case counts is actually a good thing, you know, cause then we can get to herd immunity and go on. But yeah. I think it was just a lag indicator and, yeah. you know, I mean, this will, this isn't going to air today. So I guess we'll see uh, <laughs> by the time it airs, but uh, it, it seems like it's peaking back up and that we're going to be further ravished by this, uh, terrible disease yeah uh as with a bit of transparency here as we record these and put them out about every two weeks uh, sometimes we're recording an episode and it's two weeks or ish uh before the episode drops and uh we're we're about 10 days out from when this episode is going to drop as we as we do this we're recording this uh today is uh july 8 um and uh, this should be be dropping uh, in a week from Monday. Um, so uh, in that time, we will most likely see that indicator uh, uh, settling itself out into either uh, an increase in uh, death rate or or uh, flattening or or what have you. But I, I think you're absolutely right. Is um, whichever way it goes, um, there's going to have to be um, more. Uh, action and difficult choices and and those then flow out to um to you specifically for the things that you're trying to accomplish uh in uh in 
in comedy and in uh, in recovery and being able to work with people. Um, and so I, I appreciate you uh, being transparent about about that and how that's affecting you. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. And I mean, I talk to a lot of people and I know I'm not alone in struggling with that. Uh, just the the unknown nature of this uh, this new world that we're in is uh, it, it's very disheartening. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I am, as you often tell our guests when when you're talking them through this part, I really appreciate you being uh, open about that uh, because there are so many people out there in the same sense of the the world that it's this is just lasting forever and when is it going to be over and what can we do differently and uh it's disheartening um and as you've said uh half dozen times it, it's important that people know that they're not alone in what they're feeling and so aaron i say you yeah you're you're not alone in this this is how uh how people are are feeling right now and um in in that sense uh we really are all in this together. Um, and I, I look forward to us all being in this together in a, a, a way to move toward um, positive action and, uh, and prevention so that we can uh, keep the death toll down, that we can uh, wait out um, progress in uh, medications and, and treatments and, uh, and a vaccine uh, at some point down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I've, for a long time, I've said that I've got kind of a negative outlook on, on how damaging this disease is going to be both, uh, physically and emotionally and economically. Um, and, but at the same time, I've said that I'm very optimistic and I've got a very positive outlook on, what that means for people in the long run. I think we as a, a people are, are very resilient. I think we're very strong. Um, I think we're designed that way. And when things attack us, I think we can respond and bounce back. And, and I think we will. And, you know, we as Americans, we as people, we as comedians, we as friends, you know, we as, we as people, as humans, I think we're going to end up in a better place uh, when we're through all this, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not that easy to go through, uh, much no. like many things that I've experienced in my life. Uh, you know, it's oftentimes from the struggles, it's oftentimes from the things that, uh, hurt to go through that we find our greatest strength and we find our greatest assets. Yeah. And, uh, I would, uh, ask you to, uh, help uh us all see this as uh, something that is fairly common to to feel this way um i imagine as you went through your recovery journey and continue to do so uh that at the beginning the idea of when is this going to be over isn't there just a pill i can take isn't there you know just that how do i shortcut my way to the end of it that's the natural response um, is that something that you went through in your recovery as well? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, the, the recovery journey, you know, initially I couldn't even imagine a world that didn't revolve around alcohol. You know, I couldn't imagine a world that didn't have this thing in it. 
Um, and, and then when I cut it out of my life, it was a constant sorrow. It was a constant grief. It was a constant yearning for, um, it was, uh, wanting the way it was. Um, of course. And, and, uh, you know, but there was, there was some very important things that happened in that recovery process. When that, when that vice, when that crutch, when that dependency was taken away, then it exposed some underlying things within me that needed attention and needed fixing. And because of that, because of that pain, I was able to identify some struggles with mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to identify some feelings of insecurity and low self-esteem, depression, anxiety, uh, bipolar. I was able to find these underlying things that I was effectively just medicating with the alcohol. And, and uh, in doing so, I was able to find a healthy and happy lifestyle, you know, and I would have never been in as good of a place as I am now, had I not gone through the pain and suffering uh, that I did. And the same thing is happening uh, with, with coronavirus uh, and lockdown and isolation. And, you know, people are being forced, myself included, to pump the brakes. And, and we're finding opportunities in the margins that we didn't know existed before. And, and we're growing stronger for it, even as we're suffering through it. Yeah. And just like everything else, we're all sitting there like, well, when do I get my cheat day? <laughs> Boy, I, I could I could use two cheat days a week from uh, coronavirus. <laughs> and that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is an expertly conducted callback by our wonderful host, Brian Atkinson. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. I, I do appreciate a good callback. Uh, Aaron, so tell me... Um, I know uh, you've got the new podcast out. We've got this podcast. Uh, anything else on the horizon? What can we uh, point people toward to help them find you and what you are doing? Well, the best place to find me always is my website, theunemployedalcoholic.com. Be and- the unemployed. <laughs> That's right. And of course, that is a real website. People are like, what? No, that that really is my website, theunemployedalcoholic.com. And on there, there is just a slew of stuff. There's there's stand-up comedy videos. Um, I release a video, uh, just a little encouraging video every single day. Uh, and all of those are on my website. You can also sign up to receive those directly to your email box, email inbox. Uh, so that's all right there on the website. Uh, upcoming events. Uh, there's a listing of those. Um, there's, there's just a bunch of great stuff there. Just, just go check it out. I've, uh, there's <laughs> stories, there's just sure. you, you go there and then email me what your favorite part of the website is. Uh, so I know that people are engaging and liking yeah. it. And then of course on there, you can also find, uh, my other podcast, which is a quick chat with the unemployed alcoholic. Ta-da. Excellent. Okay. Well, Aaron, 
thank you so much for playing the part of our special guest this week. I appreciate it tremendously. Uh, I'm glad you could be here to talk about the good, the bad, and the funny. Thanks for listening to the Clean Comedy Time Podcast. We bring comedians together performing their clean material at showcases, fundraisers, and other events. Our shows are free from course language and topics. They work for anyone, anywhere. Check out cleancomedytime.com to find an upcoming show or to bring Clean Comedy Time to you. 